Sciatica, what is it? What do you do about it? We're going to talk about that next on Scope Radio. Access to our experts with in-depth information about the biggest health issues facing you today. The Specialists with Dr. Tom Miller is on The Scope. Hi, I'm Dr. Tom Miller, and I'm here with Dr. Ryan Spiker. He's an orthopedic surgeon and a spine specialist. And we're going to talk a little bit about sciatica. What is sciatica? What does that mean, Ryan? So sciatica is a pain that originates in the back but shoots down the legs, often just one of the two legs, uh, often down the back of the leg and can go all the way to the foot. What does that feel like? Is it a dull pain, shooting, electric? I mean, what would a person feel if they had sciatica? For most people, it's a kind of an electrical type sensation, a sharp pain that kind of shoots down the leg in a, in a pretty clear, distinct path that connects from the back all the way down into the leg. Who gets sciatica? Would it only be somebody that has a traumatic injury or can it just happen? So sciatica is most common from degenerative conditions, which are non-traumatic conditions where people uh, are out working in the yard, doing their kind of normal activities, and suddenly will feel this sharp pain. Um, it can come from a disc herniation. Which what, what's that? What is a disc herniation? We always hear about disc herniation, but... What really is that? Yeah, it's a great question. So disc herniations are very common, and fortunately, they usually don't pinch nerves. But when they do, when a disc herniates from its normal position and pushes towards a nerve, it can cause nerve pain, and that nerve pain can be described as sciatica. So the disc is seems to me to be kind of a shock absorber between the bones or vertebra and the spine. Is that what that is? Correct. So the disc is between the two bones in the spine in each segment. And so our spine is full of different bones with discs in between. And if that disc has damage to it, which can be traumatic, but most likely is degenerative and most commonly seen in patients as they get older, uh, they can start to, to rupture and have some of the material from inside the disc push out. How do you describe the nerves traveling out of the spine? Do they travel out between the discs and the bones? What, what does that look like? Yeah, so between the bones are the discs, and then between each level, there's a nerve that will exit. So between each level of the spine, there's a unique nerve that will exit, and that nerve can be pinched from the disc. Are there certain levels of the spine that are more susceptible to sciatica, or not sciatica, but disc herniation that would cause a compression of the nerve? Yes. Uh, so the lower spine, so the lumbar spine is by far the most common, and even within the lumbar spine, it's usually the bottom, the lowest part of that spine, so the L4, L5. S1, the very bottom part of the spine is the most common area. And that leads to compression of the nerve roots, which shoot down kind of the back of the leg. And that's where we most commonly hear the symptoms of sciatica being shooting down the back of the leg. You mentioned that this is a, this is due to a degenerative condition. So would we more likely see sciatica in someone who is older or younger or what? Uh, it depends on the cause. So with this herniation, sometimes we do see that in younger patients, even in their 20s, 30s, 40s. Um, other causes were arthritis or kind of slow processes are causing nerve compression. We see that in older patients. So what we think of is kind of lumbar spinal stenosis, which is kind of a more generic stenosis that, um, than just from a disc. And we'll see that in older patients. So we see the symptoms of sciatica in all age ranges, uh, but different causes. Now with sciatica, it's usually described as a pain, but can there be weakness associated with it? Absolutely. And that's something that's often missed um, by patients when they initially describe their symptoms. They'll have weakness in their leg without significant pain, and it's unclear why. Um, and it can come from nerve compression, either in the lumbar spine or elsewhere. So let's say a patient is out shoveling snow, and all of a sudden they have this pain radiating down the side of their leg. It's pretty intense. What should they do? So first things first, uh, you know, taking a little bit of rest for a few days. And if the symptoms aren't severe, often they'll improve on their own. If it's persistent, getting worse day to day, 
um, or associated with severe weakness or changes in their bowel or bladder function, then they need to see someone immediately, either in the emergency room or in clinic, to get x-rays and get evaluated to see if there's significant nerve damage. When you say rest, do you mean they should just get in bed and lie in bed for a few days? Uh, not necessarily lying in bed. As long as they're able, we encourage people to be up and walking and moving as early as possible. But minimizing lifting, twisting, bending, kind of the, the physical function is a little bit less uh, aggressive in those first few days. I think going to bed and going, you know, just lying down used to be the old treatment. And it was found that people got pretty weak over time pretty quickly if they did that. So I, it goes to the point of stay as active as you can and as much as, as, much as you can tolerate the discomfort. Absolutely. Absolutely. So should patients take any kind of medication for sciatica while they're waiting for it to naturally heal? So if they can t- tolerate anti-inflammatories, it doesn't have any contraindications with their other diagnoses or medications. It's a great first-line treatment to calm down the inflammation and often help with the symptoms and allow them to be functional, allow them to walk and move and, and heal on their own. Um, there are other medications, but that's probably the first step. Um, and then getting into physical therapy as soon as possible to really and get as much as we can out of our own bodies before we move on to more aggressive treatments. And more aggressive treatments would be? Includes injections. So steroid injections can help calm some of that inflammation. And um, in rare cases, sometimes people do need surgery. How many people who have sciatica eventually go on to surgery? It's not that many. Correct. It's a small percentage, and it's hard to know because so much sciatica resolves before people even come to a physician. But even in people who come to see a spine surgeon like myself, um, it's by far the minority who end up needing spine surgery. That's really good news. So I think the bottom line for the listeners would be that if you have sciatica suddenly develops to, to plan on waiting it out for a week or two because things generally progressively improve and to use non-steroidal anti-inflammatories like ibuprofen, naproxen, or aspirin to treat it. And then if it's not getting better, to seek care from your uh, primary care physician or perhaps even a physiatrist. Would that be right? Absolutely. Have a question about a medical procedure? Want to learn more about a health condition? With over 2,000 interviews with our physicians and specialists, there's a pretty good chance you'll find what you want to know. Check it out at thescoperadio.com.